Hey, y'all, welcome back to the Friday, August 19th, 2022 edition here on the Chase Most Podcast, where I'm still the aforementioned Chase Thomas coming to you live from Knoxville, Tennessee. Uh, two-parter here on a Friday. We kick things off with uh, former Tennessee quarterback, NFL quarterback, CFL quarterback, Jonathan Crompton. A lot of fun talking with the former Tennessee volunteer quarterback. Only a couple weeks away from Tennessee football, so we had to get Tennessee guy on, talk about his time at UT, uh, coaching, how college football's changed, uh, what he's seeing with Josh Heupel, uh, with Hinden Hooker, with uh, Nico coming in. Um, we also talk about Lane Kiffin and his relationship there and um, what Lane's doing right and some similarities between Lane and Josh and uh, all kinds of fun stuff there. So two-parter here, kick things off with Crompton and then uh, we get into college basketball with Stats by Will on part two, so stick around for that. Uh, but don't forget, folks, you can read me, sportsrenaissanceband.substack.com. Become a subscriber uh, over there. Type your email. That easy. That simple. You can also watch this very program on youtube.com slash chase Thomas podcast. Go ahead and check that out today. If you have not already done so youtube.com slash chase Thomas podcast, like, and subscribe all that good stuff. Part one on a Friday, uncle Darren, let's go. Chase Thomas podcast, the Chase Thomas podcast. Um, my nephew needs me to record. See, I hate, I already hate it. I hate it. All right, hello, and welcome back to the Chase Thomas Podcast, taping this early on a Thursday morning. First-timer Jonathan Crompton is here. We got Jonathan Crompton, the calendar behind him with Arian Foster. We've got the Montreal Expos hat. We've got yes. the uh, Dunkin' Donuts coffee order. You're ready to go, Crump. Let's do this. I'll, I'm always going to have a coffee. Just ask uh, Charlie. There you go. What What is your go-to Dunkin' order? Uh, this time of year, because it's a little warmer, I will I will go with a large iced coffee with a splash of oat milk. Okay. And in the winter time, it's just black coffee. Okay. What kind of black coffee? Do you have a favorite spot? Do you have a local brand Ooh. that you like, or do you? Does it not matter? Yes. That's no, 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 no. It matters. It mm-hmm. matters. Um, I'm not a Starbucks black coffee guy. Yeah. I, I think it's too. I think it's too bitter. Now specialty drinks. That's a different story. Um, mm. I like Duncan's black, but I like getting, if I'm going to drink it black, I do like a little flavor. So I like getting like the hazelnuts and stuff. So there's one brand that we can't find it here very often. It's called new England coffee and it's blueberry flavored. Okay. That's your jam. Unreal. Unreal. Love it. There you go. I mean, I'm drinking my black coffee right now. Uh, I have a rule where it's like at the house, I just, it's always black coffee. Like that's my ga- my jam. I like, I, but it has to be local. I can't do anything. Like, so like, there's this good spot, Mahalo. I don't know if you've been here when you've been in Knoxville. I don't know if it was here uh, back in the day, yeah, but it's really no good. Okay. Mahalo coffee. It's really good. I think it's like founded by the uh, NASCAR driver who's from here who um, retired a couple years ago. What is his name? Trevor sure. Bain. Trevor yes. Bain, maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah so I it's think. his company. I think it's his name. Yeah. Yeah. He uh, just retired. Are you a NASCAR guy? I used to be. Um, I'm more of a golf, and obviously college football, yeah. and uh, MLB baseball. Okay. Who's your baseball team? AL, the Orioles. Um, okay. So it's, a, it's a tough – it's tough being a fan. Mm-hmm. Um, tough. That, yeah. And uh, NL is Dodgers. Okay. I have, I have no clue why I like the Dodgers, but I always have. 
Interesting. What's the it's biggest the only LA team? Only LA team that I root for. It's kind of weird. Do you root for any NFL teams? Are you a Panthers guy? No. Being from North Carolina? No. Don't, I don't watch NFL. You don't watch it. Is it a style thing? It's a lot of different things, but I just yeah. To me, it's just it's so slow. Yeah. Um. I mean, I guess you could say something about college football because it's the same rules, but. I feel like the passion of college football is there more. You get you got the the bands and the stands. You know what I'm saying? Like the, the rivalries mm. are a little different. Um, I'm just more of a college football fan than than pro. Um, I don't watch NBA. I love March Madness. I don't really watch the NBA much. Um, college baseball is awesome, but we don't get it on TV much here, which sucks. Yeah, like yeah, you know, I mean, we have the ESPN Plus app, but not many. They just don't show it very often, or at least where we're at. Um, Have you gotten so back to see a Vitello game in the last two years? I haven't um, because I live about three to th- yeah, about three or so hours away from Knoxville. Mm. About so for me, where I'm from in Atlanta, it's about that same yeah. three hour. Yeah, three and it, it's just one of those that it's like the trip there. You're excited, yeah, but thinking about the trip home, you're like, ooh. Oh, I yeah. don't know if I want to do that. <laughs> I mean, it's six hours. Like you gotta. It's one of those things yeah. where, yeah, it sounds good in theory, and you're like, man, that's a, it's a lot of time in the car for a very short amount of time, and you're. And, like, ah. Yeah. So that, that's the reason why I have not been back. And we keep. Every, it's funny. We'll be like, oh, we'll look up the schedule. Mm. Look, oh, let's go. Let's go to this game. It's gonna be a great game. Oh, <laughs> do we really want to leave that early? You know what I mean? Do we want to yeah. get home that late? Like it's just, but. Um, when we get to catch them on TV, you can tell the atmosphere is just awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's so much fun to be there in person. I've, I've gone to just so many and being here local and being in grad school here and all that kind of stuff. But I'm sure you talking to Charlie, he goes to a lot too. So you uh, get the full scoop on that one. But it is interesting. So when you watch uh, the hype lobby, you're talking about tempo and you know just the f- speed. I mean, covering and doing these reaction shows and watching um, – watching what Hypel is doing right now. Are you envious um, that uh, Hendon Hooker and Joe Milton company are able to play in this offense and that was not an, not an option for you? Or do you think uh, it would, it's a little bit more complicated than a lot of folks who didn't play the position understand? And that is... All right, so you let in with the easy coffee question. Mm-hmm. And then you just say, screw it, let's do this. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> um <laughs> I wouldn't say envious is a word, but you can tell. And I've been very, I'll say this, I've been very vocal about it, right? Um, and it's not just Tennessee, it's Oregon, or I guess Oregon will still just do the same stuff, but it'll be Miami kind of doing a lot of the same stuff. UCF, which is the old Auburn, Old Miss is doing it now, Southern Cal, Oregon, uh, Oklahoma, uh, a lot of places like that. Or mm-hmm. do, uh, Clemson, um, North Carolina, they're doing the same type of stuff. So it's like when you're in college, you go to this is you can make plays, mm-hmm. right? You can do your stuff. But when it's time to go to the next level, talking with some people I've talked to over the years, and especially one, I won't say the school he's at, but he's an offensive coordinator in the Power Five. Mm-hmm. He's a he's. I'm not, I don't know the guy. I know of him. 
but he's good buddies with one of my real good friends and a guy that I have coached with for a few years. And he is, I'm going to use my words. Um, the reason why I won't coach pro is because I, I get to do things the way that I want here at the college level. And I don't have to get them ready for the pro level as long as they do what I need them to do. Hmm. That's my issue from the player side. You know what I'm saying? But if you look at it, like, dude, it's hard to, they play fast. Mm -hmm. They play very efficient, especially we're going to have one of the most efficient offenses, or at least that's what we all believe because we did last year. Um, it's more efficient than North Carolina. It's more efficient than Clemson's when, with the things that we're doing. So like I, said, I wouldn't say envious is a word, but you can tell it's definitely a fun system to play in. I mean, I'm an offense coordinator at high school here in North Carolina. Mm -hmm. We, we play, we don't go that fast because it's a different level. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, but I am a, I'm a no huddle. Let's let's roll. Let's instead of letting you know old school when I especially when I was playing, we adjusted to what the defense was doing. Hmm. The thing that I love about what Hypel does and what I do calling plays is make them adjust to us. Screw it. Like bottom line, I'm not gonna you know I'm gonna have your tendencies. Mm -hmm. And we're gonna do what we do, and you better adjust or ain't, you're gonna stop us. And that's what I love what Hypel does. He's like, screw it. <laughs> you better figure out a way to stop our, you know, our fast pace and let's go. And it's funny because watching, I love doing these shows with Charlie. God, it's like seeing the the true fan come mm -hmm. out. He's like, you, after, we'll text during the game and I can just like physically feel him like ripping his hair out sometimes when we have a full start. And I try to call him down. I'm like, dude, you got to understand. Hypo has been open about this. We're okay having false starts. It's not ideal. We don't want them. That's not what I'm getting at. Because we're going to play so fast that it's going to happen. I'd mm -hmm. rather a false start than a holding or a personal foul. Yeah. would rather not have it. But that's the stuff that I think would have been really – I do think it would have been fun to play in and just go and, you know, be coached by somebody that you can tell genuinely cares you know what I'm saying? Like you, I follow mm -hmm. him on Twitter and all this stuff and I watch his stuff and he, he seems that he genuinely cares about these kids, not just getting them better, but like as a kid, keyword kid, yeah. we all think we're grown up when we're 18 years old because, oh, we can legally go boat and do this. And you're not a grown up. Let's call it mm -hmm. kids. Um, you just moved out of mom and dad's house. You're not a grown up. And that's the part that I do. That's where I think I'm a little... I am a little more envious of that side. You know what I'm saying? Not, not yeah. necessarily the football side, but the off the field side. I think he does a phenomenal job with these guys. Interesting. Um, do you think Lane's evolved a lot since your time together? Mm -hmm. um, tremendously, actually. Mm -hmm. um, his sense of humor, <laughs> probably about the same. Probably about the same. Okay. So he was, uh, he was like that with you guys oh, back in the day. Well, no, it was funny. He found the punter, right? Yeah. Uh -huh. Does nobody remember our kicker my senior year? Devin? He was my roommate. Okay. We found him the same way. 
That's funny. It was hilarious. Mm-hmm. I won't say the whole story because yeah, you can't really say that. <laughs> it was unfreaking. Really comes in, mm-hmm. just lights out, and we're like, "You really just let us like find a kicker, huh?" Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. And I saw the video the other day, and I'm like, "This son of a gun!" Like I'm not even surprised. Like I don't. Yeah. And I think he's. I think he's more mature, obviously. He's grown up more. But his sense of humor is kind of the same. He he He's able to take things on the chin a little more. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? He's grown up just like we all have. But offensively, dude, it's going to be hard to argue with. I would, if I had to guess, I'm going to say, including Alabama. I'm going to mm-hmm. say us and Ole Miss are probably going to be top two most efficient hmm. in the SEC as far okay. as efficiency. No, I'm not calling wins and losses, but just efficiency because he has such a unique ability to figure out what you're doing so quick. Mm-hmm. And then, but the thing is, it feels like Heifel's the same way. You know what I'm saying? What it's are some differences, lame. though, when you watch both? What are some differences between their schemes? And how they're trying to attack you. Um, Lane Lane's attacking is I'm going to set you up for the big play, but not mm. just a go route big play. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, you know, a 15 yard dig and go, a comeback and go, um, double moves type deal. Mm. Our setting up is we're going to throw a deep. And we're going to catch one out of four, but that mm. one's going to be a huge play. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like he's, he's Lane, don't run. Lane's going to throw it deep, but it's going to be, he's going to scheme you and set you up. And then when he hits you, you're just wide open. Ours is we're going to throw it. Now don't run. Our guys are still going to be open, but we're going to do it more often that they're not going to be necessarily just butt naked. Like they are. Don't miss sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like the infamous throw the clipboard. Yep. Well, there was nobody within 20 yards of the guy mm-hmm. because he set him up. That's that's kind of the difference, but you're still going to get the same efficiency because we're going to we're going to throw or now I don't know how they're going to do this year because they got a new quarterback it'll miss. But we're going to throw more what I call smoke screens, like one yard stops mm-hmm. and bubbles and stuff like that. That's going to help our efficiency for the times that we're not successful on the deep ball. Ole Miss is not necessarily going to do that as much. Mm. That's So that's the biggest difference is we go short, 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 deep all the time. He's just he's dink and dunk running normal schemes. And the next thing you know, he just double or triple moved you and made you look stupid. Are these but offenses easier work. to coach? Uh, in what way? It's interesting because I like I talk to a lot of high school coaches. I'm going to a high school rivalry Thursday game tonight and covering that. And I, when you watch the tape, and there's just certain things like I was watching Colquitt Valdosta uh, for a story I was writing a couple months ago, and you figure it out. Like, and you being a high school offensive coordinator, like you can see it where they realize, oh, they're going to put so and so. They don't have the bodies to match up with this man one on one. It was a tight end for this in this instance, where it was like we can literally just call a go route, and they're going to have to if we put our personnel where we need to put it. Like they're going to have to put their linebacker on him. Like they, they just have to. And all our quarterback has to do is just put the ball in the money 15 yards straight at the field. Yeah. 
and it was a touchdown. Like that actually happened, and it was one of those where he called. Like you could see in the moment the like just the there's nothing you can do. There's nothing, and those are something where it's a kid. I just imagine where it's like you can't beat me. So much of high school now is mismatch, mismatch, mismatch because it is 100 right. And that I don't think that's how it was when you and I were growing up. I don't think it was targeting that much at one guy. It, it wasn't, and I've said this for a long time. As a, as a coach, I've coached at the pro level, and and I'm like I said, the officer coordinator or the school I'm at, office coordinator wise, mm-hmm. is one of the kids that I train because my main deal is training quarterbacks, and so but I work there because he is one of the, he's the quarterback there mm-hmm. or for one of the kids, and so what I when I say is like if you don't evolve in the game of football, football is a never ending evolution. Yeah. Look at look at the the sixties and seventies. Then look at the eighties and early nineties where it's just beat your head against a wall, you know, bloody nose, who cares? There's no rough in the passer if you don't get like actual just body slammed. Mm-hmm. Right. If you don't evolve in the game, your system will eventually be outdated. The good thing is guys have evolved. But the reason why I asked you like in what way is mm-hmm. There are so many coaches, and I do have like, and this is part of the ex player in me that I take issue with sometimes. Mm-hmm. Just because you're a coach doesn't mean that you know football. Or if I go coach soccer, I promise you, dude, there's our net kicking. <laughs> I got nothing for you, right? Mm-hmm. It's not my deal. If I do have an issue seeing how underdeveloped a lot of high school quarterbacks are mm. because they're just saying, because this, like I said, I take issue with this stuff is this dude's going to be wide open. Just throw it. Just mm. throw it. Well, what, you know, in my mind is like, are you teaching him what we're doing? Yeah. Right. So it's, is it easier to coach? Yeah. But do you take that self pride to make it still harder on yourself to learn more, you know, the next deal or blah, 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 or, you know, whatever it is. And then take that step of developing your guys on what you're doing and teaching them the nuances of defenses. So they know that now you don't have to go, Hey, you're throwing the ball here, no matter what mm-hmm. the school I'm at, I give them a lot of, a lot of freedom. Cause I'm like, I, it's on me to teach you what you're doing. So, so you're doing more than one read per option for oh yeah but like any like i give him there's a lot of freedom of the sense of he and he knows our formations of certain formations you i'm giving you freedom to call the backside route yourself because i want to see how your brain works but do within reason blah 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 because now now that's making him see the defense because we but we've talked about what we're looking for it's not just Mm. hey just call a go route to call a go route right (laughs) yeah so what i'll do is then and this is your During the game, we'll come off. I'm in the box to get on the headset. What'd you see? Mm. Well, I saw XYZ. Cool. I saw this. Hey, let's think of now. Let's kind of let's put our two brains together and let's go with it. Trying to help him grow. Mm. Right. I don't know how many coaches are actually, and I'm not, I promise you, it's not, I'm not trying to say it's like two to my own horn. I just wish I had this as a coach when I was playing. Yeah. That's why I coach this way. I don't know how many guys actually do that. I think a lot of coaches, especially at the college level, and I'm at 
any particular school don't care. I think they do just take the easy way out of going, yeah, we're going to throw the ball here. He's going to be open. Mm-hmm. Or, and that's where at the start of the conversation, when I said about that offensive coordinator, the power five, mm-hmm. I said, I don't have to get them ready for the next level because they, they do what I need to, what I need them to do. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not fair to the kid. So very long answer of a lot of guys probably do think it's easier to coach in today's world. Cause they can just say, well, he's going to be open. Just throw it there onto the next play. Yeah. Rather than, Hey, this is what, and this is what Lane does so well. We're doing blah, 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 whatever it is. And we're setting up for this. And here's what we're looking for to set it up. Mm-hmm. And he does a really good job of that. He does. Um, it looks like hypo and those guys do. I have not been in a meeting with them, so I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can name some, I could definitely name some schools that don't do that. Yeah. What do you, when you look at uh, this past season for Tennessee, though, was there one game in particular that stood out to you most? Or you're like, Hendon, like what you're talking about, where it's like he's not just finding Cedric Tillman open, he's not just uh, catching Josh Job looking the other way and just the tempo touchdowns. Was there one where, okay, he's seeing and he's actually, he's seeing more of the field and he actually has really commanded this offense and he knows what he's, what he's doing now and what's expected of him? You know what, that... Obviously, later in the year, obviously, mm. is always going to be better, especially since he didn't start from game one. Right. Um, but I would probably have to say somewhere around even people are going to probably say, oh, you're an idiot for this. Alabama. Hmm. I don't care about the score. <laughs> yeah. Right? That doesn't bother me. But seeing what he did against that caliber of defense in the mm. sense of making plays when they need to be made. Yeah. Understanding what we're doing. Obviously, Kentucky, right? Um, South Carolina was more of a, we know what you're going to play and we're just going to, there's nothing you can do. and We're going to throw yeah. it over the top a few times and you're and then you're screwed. Mm-hmm. Those games are always great because you need those games, right? Being in the building was even but, better. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, but mm-hmm. it's like those, those South Carolina games you need. The confirmation games Alabama, that like yeah. what we're doing is going to work. This is what can happen. Yeah, it's going to work. Do like, mm-hmm. don't essentially the old cliche is like, hey, just don't mess up, right? Yeah. <laughs> don't mess up and it's going to be there. You got to have those games. But Alabama and Kentucky are the two um, that really – I saw a, a big growth in him, um, you know, re, uh, responding really early against Alabama because let's call it it is. They were good. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but the, and then, like I said, in the Kentucky part, I think the biggest three place sequence of the year was right before half of what, 16 seconds mm-hmm. and getting us in a scoring position. That right there, you go. He understands what we're trying to do at this moment, mm-hmm. not just because typically you just screw it, man. Let it ride, go deep. Getting a getting the ball outside, giving guys a chance to make the catch and get out of bounds, right? That type mm-hmm. of stuff. That was huge, and I think hopefully that kind of carries over into this season. Um, I think it's good to have a, a couple warm-up games mm-hmm. 
before we really hit a stretch because call of duty doesn't play in the sec it's gonna, you're gonna hit that stretch no matter what mm-hmm. um but those those two specific games but more so those three plays before half interesting do you remember i mean you played in the last real competitive tennessee alabama game in 09 like the real competitive and obviously with the terrence cuddy blocks and all that do you remember though still to this day a lot of what was running through your mind in that last drive i mean yeah yes and no in the sense of i'm gonna say like i'm gonna say yes and no i don't mean like oh you don't go brain dead but it's like that's what we, that's what you're built for that's what you play football for like it's just to me it's yeah. just a two minute it's just a two minute drive i don't give a damn who we're playing mm. doesn't matter um you know and does it feel like you're doing a two minute drive though is it the the practice does that help you kind of block out the noise and block out the nerves a little bit that you're like oh we're in the two minute drill against alabama or dude, if, if people would have seen our practices they would realize yeah. how yeah. games were just fun hmm. like practices were brutal and they're supposed to be that way they're supposed to be harder than the game so you don't feel stressed you're always going to feel like i don't care what anybody says like you always go out there and you go Ooh, that first that first play jitter. Doesn't mm-hmm. matter if you're playing at home on the road. Doesn't matter if you're playing, you know, a division or NAIA school or freaking Alabama. Mm-hmm. The first play, if you're a competitor, you always have a little bit of jitters, not butterflies, but jitters. After that, dude, it's just a game. Like this is what this is what we this is what we worked all week for. It's what we studied our game plan for, and. I remember, so Lane and our quarterback coach, David Reeves, what we, as quarterbacks, what we had to do is, so you'd have your day one install, your day two install, your day three, all that stuff. So when we were doing day one, on day two, we had to draw out on a, they give us the pre-printed for, or like offensive line on a piece of paper, and you had eight to 10 plays per sheet. You had to draw the whole game plan, all of day ones. Then day three, you had to turn in all day two. Day four, you had to turn in all three days. Like, mm-hmm. but you had to redraw day one. Then you had to go day one and day two. Then you had to draw day one, day two, day three. So the mental grind up, but the thing is, dude, you get to the game. And that's where it's funny. Like he even said, like he called a few plays in the Georgia game. And I was like, that's not what, no, we're going this one. And that's mm-hmm. funny. I acted I have to like, oh, I saw the wrong color. Right. But it's the fact of when you know your game plan so well and they made us. Right. And then just the physicality at practice, like, dude, every every day at the end of practice, we would have a 20 minute unscripted one on one O versus D every day. And Condors Holloway was the judge hmm. of like because uh, of run plays, like who won that battle. Right. So, you know, depending on the situation and the, we move the chains and go with it and it was good on good. And made it like a game. And so the games were fun because now you weren't beating your head against the wall playing against your roommates. Mm-hmm. Right. And it being, but being like competitive. So I say all that to say, like, what is a two minute drill, dude? We've done that every day. Mm-hmm. Right? It was just a part of it. We knew exactly what plays we were going to call. Didn't matter. We knew how to, how to attack what they were going to do and all this stuff. So, that was what was so fun. And that was the first time in my career that 
like that year with Lane that it was like, you're going to be so prepared mm-hmm. because the coaches are going to push you and make you better, but love on you at the same time, take care of you like Coach O. He flew in people from his buddies from New Orleans during camp just to have a um, a crawfish and a shrimp bowl one night. Full them in, were in the indoor cooking all day while we were practice, and then flew them home the next morning. Like wow. and that was on Coach O's dime. Like he just flew me in and was like, we're going to do dinner New Orleans style tonight. You know, and stuff like that. The things that you go, damn, like these dudes really care about us. Mm. That was the first time we'd really had that. And it feels like that's what they get now. Because hmm. it didn't feel like they that's had that. That's the norm that. now. Yeah, it didn't feel like they had that mm. for a while. You know what I'm saying? Since. And it feels like Hypel's that dude. I mean, they're, well, they go play kickball. They go mm. into the baseball field and play softball. You know, little yeah. things that mean stuff to their college students. Right? So it's like the little stuff that a lot of coaches overlook, where it's like, this is an easy think, way to get buy-in. Yeah. 100%, because they're going to – because you know when you go to practice, they're going to get it out of you. Yeah. So when you're not in practice and then doing little things like that, and I think Hypel does the tremendous job of that, or at least from what it looks from afar, that's what it looks like. And these, these guys will – they play so hard for him. I haven't seen a team or a Tennessee team play this hard in about a decade. Hmm. If you think about it. And it wasn't like last year, dude, it was called like it is. They were very undermanned. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? From top to bottom with depth and all this stuff. And they were playing with top three, four, five teams in the country mm-hmm. until we would run out of gas. Yep. Which was expected. Right, because we didn't have the depth. But for that to happen, and you go, he's doing something right. Yeah, not just on the field, but he's doing something to get these dudes that were on the same team from last year to play with these guys that got completely blown out last year. Mm -hmm. And that, I think, that might be one of the biggest compliments that coach could ever get is like. They want. They want. They want to play for him. It's not well. We have to play for him. They. They want to, and I think that's very obvious. That not just him, but that staff. They are very bought in. Have you watched any Nico high school tape yet? I have not. No. Okay. Has it, people been no. asking Charlie? You've been like, "Hey, uh, Jonathan, I need you to jump on some Nico high school tape. We need. I need to know what you think." Do you want my honest opinion? Hmm. He's in high school. Doesn't matter right now. Okay. How much does Just, size matter? No, 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 what? No, 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 but that go, I'm saying that goes for any player. Yeah. Like they're because they're because you don't know who they're playing against. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Um, I mean, you can tell he's, he's got a good motion because I've yeah. seen some videos of him. he's got a good motion. He throws a good ball, but it you know it's one of those that for any kid until they get on campus and they're throwing to the receivers for our university against our DBs, blah, blah, blah. Does he throw effortlessly? hundred percent. Mm. I would never, you can't argue that. Is he a great athlete? Yeah. He's a freaking all American volleyball player. Yeah. <laughs> or whatever. I mean, do you encourage that match. your guys to play other sports and not just oh, focus yeah. on football? How does that help? <laughs> um, in a lot of ways, one, just the, you know, being a competitor, blah, 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 but understanding that, like think about baseball, for instance, how many kids, all they do is baseball 
365 days a year. And they get, they just, next thing you know, they're like, I don't, I don't really care for baseball anymore. Mm. Right. Um, and now this like flag football stuff, garbage, complete crap. Personally, mm. it's not football. Yeah. I, I love the, fa- I love it for the fact of you're going to throw in and being competitive and throw into live receivers. So are you talking about flag football or are you talking about the seven on seven stuff like the camps? It, like the, any of them. None of it's helpful. Boy, I'm not saying it's not helpful. Uh-huh. But what what are you how are you gonna judge a kid off of that? Yeah. He has no pads on. They may or may not wear a helmet, depending. There's no O line or D line. Mm-hmm. So there's no run game threat. Okay, I can do a little flash fake. Well, they know you didn't hand the ball off. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You're not gonna run <laughs> yeah. a screen. You're not going to run inside or outside zone. You're not running counter or trap. You can't RPO, right? So it's like one of those from the defensive side, you go, okay, well, no run threat. So the linebackers are not going to step up at all, Mm -hmm. right? That type of stuff. So I don't, I love it for the fact that you're throwing to live receivers against live DBs, but I don't think it's good for as much as they're doing it and now trying to have like national championships of it. It's all, dude, it's AAU baseball. Hmm. all over again and football and it's a money racket personal opinion but that's just my opinion um i would rather guys go out there and hey man we're going to throw one-on-ones with some dbs and we're going out there and we're going to be competitive Hmm. rather than parents having to waste money just that way because it is a waste of money um especially going oh we're going to go to vegas or disney world for national championship it's a it's a freaking seven on seven Mm. You're legit. You should like in at the college level, you should be a hundred percent completion and seven on seven in practice. Hmm. There's no rush. Yeah. There's no rush. There's right. No linebacker blitz off the edge. Right. There's no hot routes. There's no inside zone. So worst case scenario, just find your tailback and throw it to the flat, right? That's well, that teaches such bad habits. Hmm. Keyword opinion. Um but Back to the but Nico. I, I think he's a tremendous athlete. Mm. Um, but what I hope doesn't happen, not just for him, but for the same thing going to the kid going to Miami, all this mm. stuff, the NIL has changed things so drastically. Where does he come in day one on the depth chart? And that's just, that is a legit question to me. I just, I don't know. I think hypo, I think it's going to, be the culture for every it's it's a culture thing where it's like if your culture is good i don't think any of this is a problem and i also would be curious from your perspective because like you being in the locker rooms but guys i've talked to in like my outside perspective is that i think guys know and understand where it's like oh yeah you're a big time quarterback like i understand that you're coming in with x amount of nil buzz and all that kind of stuff we we get that so if i'm a third string offensive lineman i'm not gonna be like Where's my piece? Like, what? Why that, am I not no, getting the see, same that, love? That's not the. That's not the issue, though. Yeah. Think about it. How much is uh, Hypo making this year? It's a good question. Not sure off the top of my head. What is he making? Let's see. Uh, Hypo's salary. I'm curious. I'm. I'm doing. Hold on. Four I'm million a year. Oh, he, so he's making four. Yeah. Okay. So Nico got eight. So Nico's making allegedly. Allegedly. No, he he did. Um, I we'll keep it at that. 
Um, so he, so half of his career, he's making the same quote unquote per year. If you break it down as high as his head mm. coach. So he's making more than his OC. He's making more than his quarterback coach. And here's the issue. It's not about the dudes in the locker room. Well, that can be keyword can not necessarily going to be, cause you're right. It's about culture. What happens when the, the, I'll just call it the entity that is paying said players doesn't play. And they go, well, I just spent $8 million. I want my dude on the field. What happens at Miami when whoever given this kid 9.5 million goes, I want him on the field. We paid him. Mm. We endorse your salary as well. You're going to play him. Whether he has earned the right or not, there's always going to be that now. But when you say that always. that's always been kind of the shadow in college sports, though, in college football, especially with boosters, like that's always been a looming thing. Well, no, but, in see, big time but it was always it was always, quote, unquote, illegal. Now it's legal. Yeah. Now, yeah. now, now it's one of those. Well, you've never seen a kid make. I mean, the highest again, what was the highest until now was Cam Newton's controversy at 180 grand. Yeah. OK, now we're talking about more than the head coach money. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So it's now. And I always say this to, to people is like, when you bring $1, $1 into the equation, people change. Yeah. It's just the reality. People change when money is involved. And so I was doing it. I was doing a deal like this with Dave Hooker, good buddy mm-hmm. of mine. And I was said the same thing. I was like, dude, Nico is probably a phenomenal human being. I've never talked to him, never met him, mm-hmm. but you can tell he's got a good upbringing. Yeah. He's a hell of a player. You can see it. But there's always from here on out, with higher profile guys that people are going to go, but did he earn that? Mm. Whether he did or didn't. And we'll never know because we're not in the room, including myself. But if the first second that they're not playing and whoever is in front of them has a bad game, guess who's on the phone the next day? Hey, head coach, Mm. we need to have a chit chat real quick. But don't you think it, right. it comes down to winning though? It's like it doesn't matter if Taven Jackson's winning and Nico's not on the field. Like, who then, cares? Why, then why? Then, then why? As the booster, or who? We'll just call it. Like I said, we'll call it the entity. Then why am I yeah. paying? I want well, to return my investment. But if you're the coach, I want to return like, to my investment. I didn't ask you to do that. Like, yeah, uh, doesn't matter. And guess what? Yeah. Guess who now has the power <laughs> with all the money yeah. to go to the university and be like, "Hey, I don't like going so." Mm-hmm. It is so political. College sports has always been political. Now yeah. it's going to become more political. Which is what we all Because you're right. But from from our side, 100%. Yeah. It's about, if, dude, if you're winning, you're winning. Mm-hmm. But the person paying that money wants a return on their investment. It's just yeah. call it like it is. Right? They don't want to just, they're not just trying to piss money in the wind. Right? They this didn't is like the other thing that people don't realize. It's like, yeah, it's great. They didn't, like, become, million, they didn't become millionaires to give away millions of dollars just yeah. to give it away. They're not going to do that. Right. Um, just like that video from Texas A&M when that coach pointed up to the, the skyboxes and goes, oh, all those people are going to be. Yeah, that was wild. Here. Well, those dudes didn't get a box for mm. free. Right. They didn't. They didn't just the university didn't go. Oh, hey, John Smith, here is you a box seat on the 50 yard line with 16 seats. Mm. You just take that. Yeah. That didn't happen. Right. Um. So they they want a return on their investment. 
at the, once they start paying these players, mm-hmm. just like the um, the coldest, the wide receiver from Nebraska. That was phenomenal. Yeah. Have you seen that commercial? Oh yeah, it's incredible. It's, it's, it's slightly uh, like hilarious to me. Mm-hmm. Hey, very creative, right? But guess what? The HVAC company wants a return on that investment. Why do you think mm-hmm. they did it? They didn't do it just say, "Hey, man, you got a cool name." No, they want they want a return on the investment that they gave him. Well, we're going to see in like the next five years, right? Where a lot of these companies who are throwing a lot of money, like we're throwing two mil for this player, like no, it, won't, it, won't even, like, it won't be five years. I think it'll be sooner. Um, that no, here's. I've been saying this, and I text my dad and his buddies in our group text, and nobody will respond to me now. Um, did you see the report yesterday from the NCAA and the college football playoff? No. About they have now – they are mulling over college football leaving the NCAA. Yeah. Dude, I've been saying it for five years that the, that the Power Five is gone and they will be minor league to the NFL because mm-hmm. they have too much they – make, they make too much money. And then they won't have to answer to the NCAA and these kids will become professional athletes. Cause guess what? The second NIL was signed, you know, the definition of amateurism went out the window, right? Yeah. The second you receive one penny, you're not an amateur Mm -hmm. by definition. Now it's legal. So now you're legally not an amateur. Um, So what I, the reason I say I won't take that, the the NCAA football, they're they're It's done. It is Mm -hmm. done. They will be the power five. At minimum, will be branched off on their own with their own NCAA. Mm-hmm. Um, Cultural, basically. Well, that's literally what it would be. Yeah. And then now, now you can have. I mean, if you want to know my true opinion, I think mm-hmm. it'll be the Big Ten and the SEC, but there'll be two thirty-two team te- uh, conferences, and then you you'll have, then you got one through sixty-four. Now you can have a quote-unquote March Madness hmm. of football. But not 64 teams, obviously. But, you know. Yeah. And, but there's your top 64 teams. And they've already started cherry picking Oklahoma, Texas, USC, UCLA. Yeah. Then you'll start seeing geographically teams leave Clemson, Florida State, Miami, hit, hit. Yeah. Um, Notre Dame did Big Ten when they just saw. Did you see that Big Ten deal today? Like what they actually saw? Oh, yes. Well, yeah. But think about it. So where's the SEC going to go now? Our deal with CBS is done after the after 23. Well, they're all locked Big in ESPN. T- yeah. But Big Ten starts uh, CBS in 24. Yeah. So is the SEC only going to get ESPN now? Because they got what? CBS, well, they got ESPN, NBC. ABC. Yeah. I, I think that's it, right? There's uh, maybe – I don't think they have Fox. So it will just be – Oh, no. Oh, the, the, Big Ten, the, the Big Ten got – that's what it was. The Big Ten got yeah. Fox, CBS, NBC, and then you get um, Peacock because that's, I guess, yeah. part of – That's the other thing. Deal. SEC will probably get on streaming. That's the other one. They'll follow streaming. They're going to have yeah. to. And that's why, like, I, I say – I always say follow the money. Mm. That's why I think it's – the NCAA is, is done as we know it growing up. Like Did you feel that, though, when you were at UT? Did you feel like this was nearing the end and that there was going to come a tipping point? Um, Not when I was in college, no. Hmm. Um, but once, uh, once the Northwestern, I'm going to sue for yeah. NCAA football rights, at that point, yeah. Hmm. At that point, yeah. Um. Because, you know, that's where technically that's where all this started. Mm-hmm. That's why NCAA football was kind of got axed because they sued because they wanted to be paid for being on the game. Yeah. 
and rightfully so you look at it and you're like this was all crazy like you look at it and you're like we can use your rights we can do it and then you look at the stadium you look at the tv revenue the money was just too much like it got too popular the sport just got too popular and this was always going to happen and think about aaron foster said it and Mm -hmm. i'm not saying this because he's over here where i can't he's backwards there we go go. (laughs) oh it is on that side um but you know and he was right i cannot Mm -hmm. remember the game but when he went to fulmer after the game he's like bro like I need you, you give me 10 bucks or I'm going to rob Taco Bell. Like, <laughs> yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? And it's, it is what it is. Yeah. And the reason why is like, dude, they make so much money and the players don't see crap. Right. And I'm not saying that they should, I'm not saying that there should be a revenue split of the home games with the players. That's not what I'm getting at, but it's like, you just made how much money. And now mm-hmm. that, now that schools are allowed to sell alcohol, like on campus schools, dude, that's just freaking doubling the money now. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so think about the SEC schools like Texas A&M, which is slightly – until Jimbo got there, I never would have thought A&M would have been like the number one revenue school in the country. Never would have thought it. Mm-hmm. But they were. But just SEC. And then now adding Texas into that mix in a few years. But how much money we make on home games. Not jersey sales at the year. Just mm-hmm. the seven days a year, seven days mm. a year, and I'm going to venture to say in Knoxville, and I could be way off on this, random guess, I'm going to say with parking and you know food and beverage, ticket sales, I'd say gross somewhere around $56 million on just seven days. I'm going to say it's around $8 million a home game. It's a random guess. Mm-hmm. At like 50 bucks a ticket. Not, and I'm not even counting box seats either. Yeah. Like those are, what, a quarter of a million to get. Concessions and everything. Yeah, you just go up and down the yeah. parking, all that. Yeah. Parking and then game J apparel there at the stadium and all that stuff. Then you got ticket sales. What is the cheapest ticket? Like 50 bucks. Dude, if you look at the Florida one right now, the cheapest for like a, a shitty up in the middle, like way up there for a Florida ticket right now is like 140. 100%. Yeah. And so think about that. Cheapest, right? Mm-hmm. Times 102,000. Now, now yeah. I said gross. I said gross. Because, you you know, you got to pay employees and all this stuff, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But you're sitting here going, then that was just for, if you think about it, that's just for one week's worth in seven days yeah. right like i understand why why we went the way that it's went mm-hmm. i just think it went from here to here instead of going to here first yeah with well NIL. it's because we didn't have a czar right like there was no one running anything like there's no roger Dell, no adam silver there was nobody running it it was just a free-for-all in this i was saying last year went to the wild wild west yeah it's just, oh, you'll give me what? Cool. Well, I'll take that. Because think about it. What's the? Well, I mean, isn't that the one good positive about splitting off from the NCAA is that means there probably will be someone who takes over. Oh, 100% like, there will be. There'll be there'll be a union and a union rep, mm-hmm. and like a president. One hundred percent, it will be. Yeah, I think I, I do. I think it's the right way to go for football, at least. Do I think that you could, especially with the rise of baseball and the popularity? Because think about it. If you are. And this is a question that only individuals, individual people can answer, but it's with NIL. If you're a high school kid and you're like, you know what, obviously I'm going to enter the baseball draft, blah, blah, blah. 
if you are committed to a power five school means you're going to stay at a Marriott, Mm. you're going to fly private, you're going to have Nike, Adidas, Under Armour or Jordan, depending on your school. It's a better life. Like unlimited, essential unlimited stuff. Oh, my cleats. I'm on my cleat broke. Can I get a new pair of Jordan cleats or a new pair of the latest Nike cleats? Or I need really, I need new Nike uh, batting gloves or Adidas or whatever your school brand is. You travel in luxury style mm-hmm. when you, the, you know, your pregame meal is going to be pretty damn good. And if you're like a 10th, 12 round, even a, around seven out of high school, do you want to go? place you know six days out of the week eat peanut butter jelly sandwiches and make six seven eight hundred dollars a month or do you want to go to college and live a good lifestyle get you a 50 60 70 thousand dollar year nil deal Mm -hmm. and live a pretty damn good life for three to four years so i'm saying all that to say is like it in my i've said this for a long time i don't think it can be just football i think basketball and baseball will follow and if you look at minor league baseball, they cut, what was it? The sum of one whole, like, single-A division. Right. Out of minor leagues, they proposed, I don't, they didn't pass it, but they proposed, the baseball did, not the players, to cut 182 players after, like, next year in mm-hmm. minors, which would have been, like, another seven or eight teams or whatever it was. Um, which would do away with essentially rookie ball if you go that that route. That it's like college baseball is a lot more popular than minor league baseball. Mm-hmm. Not even close, especially with the rise of how how we're doing at Tennessee. SEC is always good. ACC is always good. Pac twelve is actually pretty good. And then you have the, you know, what was it? The Dallas Baptist a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, Coastal Carolina winning the whole damn thing at yeah. one point. Like, I so I think that we would see the same thing in baseball of these conferences cherry picking teams and going, oh, by the way, we're now affiliated with the Colorado Rockies or mm-hmm. Atlanta Braves, and we're such and such team. And I think you would I think you would see the same thing with baseball and basketball because home run, the G League's cool. People like NCAA basketball better than the G League. Let's call it like it is. Well, that's the thing when people were freaking out at the G League and the G League Ignite and like players being able to just join and make a pretty good amount. It's like, it's a rough life, man. Like it's not, you're playing with grown men, like old dudes who have not, who've just not worked out in the pros. You're not around. You're not trying to give it up yet. Yeah. It's, it's not a great, like, so when people were worried about it, I'm like, I'm not as worried. Have you seen some of these college facilities? Like, yeah, I'm going to go play with Cal for a year. Like, I'm going to go to Kentucky and play in that and just deal with it. Like, no, that's a better life. Like, I just, yeah. I was never going to travel. You're going to, you're going to charter. Yep. You're going to stay in Marriott's. You're going to have filet and grilled chicken and baked potato and ice cream bar and whatever you want mm-hmm. the night before. It's going to be pretty damn good. Right. Yeah. You're going to have two different indoor practice facilities. You're, you want know to say, like, you're going to get, the, all the top of the line gear. You don't have to worry about anything. And that's the reason why. So I do think the NLL was good for that to keep baseball, basketball, like, you know, softball, soccer, these other sports going. Mm. But the biggest three are football, baseball, basketball. I think those three will all three at some point leave and be minor leagues to the professional league. 
Yeah, I heard Bud Elliott talk about this where he thinks that eventually it'll be like, I think he said, uh, don't quote me on this, but it was like when the UCLA and USC just moved, he was saying that like eventually like you're going to have basically everybody's going to club and then you'll have the four, like the scholarships are gone for everyone, not basketball, football, and maybe baseball. Um, And I don't know what that means for Title IX and stuff like that, but ultimately going to club status for everything else and then unionize the big ones and where all the money is going and all that kind of thing. It's like eventually that's where you go, where there's the clubs and then you have the two big revenue ones that are just like, um, I mean, that seems like where we're going. That makes sense. It sucks it, it, for a lot of does. kids. It does. And But the, the bottom line is, let's call it what it is. It's all about money. Yeah. A lot of these and, programs just and, don't want to subsidize the other programs anymore. I think there's just too much money and like the football program, basketball programs and a lot of these schools, right? They're like, I don't want to subsidize uh, the soccer team or the well, hockey well, team and, or whoever. Well, watch this. Why? Because hmm. said coach, yeah. he needs a new contract. He need, you know, we got to pay him $8 million, $9 million a year because right. we won 11 games last year. Well, no disrespect, but what happens? And I love the guy. What happens when Coach O sucks ass and you fire him? And you got to pay him seventeen million to go home. Mm-hmm. I'll I'll go to the house for seventeen million. I'd be really good at golf at that point. Mm-hmm. I promise you. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. That, but that's the issue. Is it's all about money. Mm-hmm. And to you know, you fire him now. You got to get the next big thing. So you got to break the bank. So we don't want to help this up. We can't help these other programs because we got to use it ourselves to get the next big name. Mm-hmm. We got to give Lincoln Riley what a hundred and something million dollar contract. Well, no offense, but like, is Lincoln the one doing it on the field? Asking. Do I think he's a good coach? Yeah. Do I do I think he is the quarterback whisper? No. But do I think he's done a good job of what he what he's done? Hundred percent. Would never argue that. You, you can't argue that. Do I think he's worth over $100 million? Not a chance in hell. Right? Yeah. That's just the reality of the situation. And then him being able, and this is the part I do have an issue with, him being able to go get a $17 million house overlooking the water, blah, blah, blah. But then you got some kid that's like struggling to, to even get a freaking sandwich. Yeah. But, but well, we got to get, we got to get the new coach. Right. Mm-hmm. So we got to give him this money. Um. So it's, it's all about it's all about money, and the NCAA I don't think knows how to handle it now. Mm-hmm. It, They're not equipped I mean, for it. No, not even close. Um, because the NCAA, the people sitting there are made up of people that never played sports, mm-hmm. and are just making stuff up and not realizing what it ta- what it go what goes into your individual sport to make it happen. You know what I'm saying? Like it doesn't matter the sport. There's so many things behind the scenes that go into making them happen, men's and women's, that I don't think Nancy somebody really gives a damn about because is uh, Jesse Malona. I don't remember if you know that name. He was a deep tackle. Dude was just a monster. He got suspended for a game because he got a free cheeseburger at Wendy's. Hmm. Are you kidding me right now? So the cheeseburger made him play better, right? Mm. Dude asked for his autograph, gives him an autograph. Hands him a cheeseburger and he gets suspended. Are you kidding me? That's the NCAA. Mm-hmm. They have no idea what they're doing, like at all. And so there's good and bad with NIL. I just think they went a little too far mm-hmm. right off the bat. But 
in doing that, they've essentially imploded themselves. They really have. We'll end on this, Jonathan. Based on your time in Knoxville, where you ate at, where you uh, gave your business to, who do you think would have made the most sense for you for an NIL deal? Who would have felt the most authentic for Jonathan Crompton and the folks that knew him then? Honestly, I don't know. I didn't I didn't really have like a spot. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like I mean we um You weren't a big Savelli's guy. No, honestly I went to I I, I went to McAllister's on the strip. Okay. A decent amount because it was always like I mean, it was just convenient. I know the yeah. strip's changed a lot since I was there, but it was just convenient. Easy honestly, it was easy in easy out parking lot. Hmm. Um and yeah, that was that was probably the place I the most, but it wasn't like like I had you know, I didn't have to go yeah. there. It was just convenient factor. But um Yeah, I mean I I'd have to say that'd probably been it, but it wasn't like a You could do Duncan now, I think. I you could do, do a Duncan Knox. I just do just coffee in general now. Yeah, I think you could do it. I think you could do it. <laughs> um, no, I did have some teammates that Gus's yeah. would have been like their deal, hundred percent. There, I had some guys that. What do you think Arians would way. have been? You know, I don't know. Hmm. Um, had a few O linemen that would have been uh, McDonald's. Okay. Like it was, you know, but you're dude, you're a college student, but it's it's so different now than what it was because like. Now, from what it looks like, guys don't want to eat outside of the mess hall. Like mm. ours, ours was good, but the, ours was okay. Mm. But it's not what it is now. And you go, well, you can get anything you want now, which is awesome for the athletes because health and nutrition is such a big role in staying healthy and being able to perform. He played with Chad Johnson. He was living off McDonald's for years. That man was only eating McDonald's. Uh, uh, what are you talking about? He still is. Yeah. That's his deal. Oh, man, it was funny. True story uh, before we go. We're playing at BC. Mm-hmm. He's sitting in front of the bus. Getting off the bus, and I was like, this son of a... I thought he was BSing. He's sitting there eating a freaking... I think it was like a Big Mac and a large fry. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, bro, you know... uh you know we got a game in like not even two hours right we're good like what the f- <laughs> this dude every morning but he was he was so cool though he was like every morning we just come in have the hot cake plate sit down in his locker hot cake some sausage and i'm like this dude no joke legit eats mcdonald's all the time <laughs> like straight up and but he he was cool about it though because he would be like hey you know Tomorrow morning, I'm bringing McDonald's. Everybody write down your order, and I'm going to go get it. Like, And he was – you know, he was – he's not – or from my experience, he was not the typical, like, I'm a superstar. I'm this, this, and this. Like, he was just – he's just a guy. He seems cool. And, and like, his Twitter stuff like, and, he, like, sending free stuff. Like, he seems it, genuine. But that's how he was in person. Like, he in Montreal, he would, he would have – he would tweet out the first X amount of people meet me at the theater on St. Catherine – Movies mm-hmm. on me, and I'm gonna watch the movie with you, straight up. And we'll go in and buy like 150 tickets, mm-hmm. and just watch a movie. Like he's just he drove a little Fiat 500, right? And just was cool. But yeah, dude, he straight up all the time McDonald's. Like I don't know how it works, <laughs> but you know the thing, and it and it's he, impressive. He said it before. Well, he doesn't drink. Mm-hmm. He doesn't do drugs. 
it's McDonald's and cigars. That's his deal. And, you know, I had some teammates in college. I won't say their name. Their diet was McDonald's and Hennessy. And I'm sitting there going, and you are an All-American. Mm-hmm. It's more impressive. It's like, mm-hmm. if you don't get hurt, damn, okay. All right. You feel I, like it would just some people are just wired like their bodies like yeah. they just they're built different. Some people really yeah. are. It, it, I truly think so, and it was it was very impressive, and it was it became a running joke. And like mm-hmm. these said players would walk in like to hurry and change, go to practice, just eat McDonald's. And I'm like, did coaches know? I don't know, probably. Yeah. But thing is, they were performing. Like yeah, so d- who cares? We're good, and yeah. Um. But, you know, I feel that it's a lot different now in the sense of the availability of not necessarily, I wouldn't say like better food, but mm. more options. You know what I mean? Because like when at our at Gibbs Hall, you wouldn't, it would be like, you knew what day, what you're getting on said day of the week. Mm-hmm. And it was, the, it was all just like on repeat. And everybody used to joke, it was like, if you eat those mashed potatoes, they're going to stick to your ribs. <laughs> like you're gaining four pounds by the time you leave if you eat the mashed potatoes here uh, mm-hmm. and that was so I feel like there's a lot more into nutrition now mm-hmm. which is a good thing you know um, are you following that, that now are you a nutritious guy healthy guy well my wife is she keeps me in line as much as she can it's pretty funny like i'll joke with her mm-hmm. um but no i mean I, I try to be it's just what's your guilty eating. what's your guilty food what is your you just can't stay away depending on my mood mm-hmm. but like it's not like i don't necessarily have to have a, like sweets all the time mm-hmm. but if i like if i'm craving one I, I like if i'm craving a certain type of ice cream i gotta have it Okay. You know what I'm saying? But it's not like I don't, I don't, it's once in a blue moon, but when I eat it, I'm like, I mean, the hell out of that. Did you have a pregame like like, routine though? Did you have a pregame like I have to eat this food before every game? Uh, honestly, in college, it was, um, because we had the whole spread filet mignon, Mm. chicken, blah, blah, blah. But I would do grilled chicken with spaghetti and a side of corn or green beans. Okay. Um, And then, but it was funny, the older I got, the less I could eat before games. So, like, mm-hmm. at the pro level, even if it was a 7 o'clock game, I could only eat breakfast. Why? And I just, I don't know, just wasn't hungry on game day. Um, Interesting. So, I'd, I'd have my breakfast, and then next time I'd eat was after the game. So, if it's a 7 o'clock game, you know, you're thinking by the time the game's over, you shower, you do media, you shower, you get out of there. You're thinking like 11 o'clock and just be like exhausted. So at that point, you go get like a big plate of nachos. You know what I mean? Something that's yeah. filling but quick. Um, but yeah. That was, did you pick up any French in Montreal? No, and I wish I did. Okay. Wish I How did. Was, was that so hard? Have, yeah. No, no, because they're really good about um, understanding like wherever you go. It's normally like bonjour high hmm. to see which one you say. Interesting. And they're, they're very respectful about understanding it is a big tour city. There mm-hmm. are two pro teams there. Used to be three with the Expos. Um, 
that most of the team is not going to speak French because they're not from there typically. Mm. So they're really good about the city itself is really good about understanding. Not everybody can, but so give them the option with how they introduce. If you walk into a restaurant, how mm. they introduce or like approach you. And then most places have an English and a French menu, but if it's an all French menu, I never ran into an issue that the waiter wouldn't sit there and like walk you through it if you needed, which was very, um, it, it was helpful, you know, but over the time you'd get used to kind of reading certain words and certain phrases. I just, I couldn't say it. Interesting. Well, this has been awesome, man. This is a lot of fun. This is, this is fun. I, my coffee's kicked in, obviously. Uh, yeah. So I enjoy this. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I appreciate you making the time. Are we getting the long hair back? Are we getting the Montreal cromp hair this fall when it gets colder or no? No, dude. It, it's so... Um, the awkward phase is so awkward <laughs> that it deters me from doing it. Okay. Like, it's when it's, like, right here and you can't do anything. And I wear a hat mm. all the time. So it's like, then you look like that guy wearing a hat mm. with your hair right here. And the hair can't go anywhere. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I, I just... Cause it, to get it to where I had it, it took two years. Oof. Straight. And I just, I don't know if I have that in me anymore. Okay. First game tomorrow or tonight? Do you, when's your first tomorrow. game? Tomorrow. Tomorrow? Okay. There you go. Well, good we'll luck see. to you, sir. We'll see how it goes. I appreciate it. Yeah, you'll it. be all right. You'll be all right. It'll be good. Um, even though, I mean, a little weird doing the whole Gators spelled differently, but coaching the Gators is a weird thing for Jonathan Crompton, ex-Tennessee football coach. Or a football quarterback. That's a it's a big shift. Well, no, actually, I, I don't. I end up not going to that place. So thank God oh. I don't have to be the Gators. <laughs> oh, okay. Did not know that. Well, then now. Yeah, we long story on that yeah. part. But uh, thank God I don't like the not the not the school, but because of the name. Yeah, just the Gators. I'm just yeah, not a big fan it. of Gators. There you go, Jonathan Crompton. Great catching up, sir. And uh, good luck tomorrow. And we'll have to reconvene again sometime soon. Definitely. I appreciate you having me. All right, y'all. That'll do it for part one here on a Friday, August 19th, 2022 edition here on the Chase Stones Podcast. If you listen to today's edition on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please make sure that you leave this show a five-star rating and a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. That is how you checked out the program. It helps the people find the show and it helps this very show continue to grow. You can also check us out on YouTube, youtube.com slash Chase Thomas Podcast. Like and subscribe, all that good stuff. Part two coming up. Stats by Will, College Basketball. Stick around here on the Chase Thomas Podcast on the Blue Wire Pod Network. Thank you, as always, for making the Chase Thomas Podcast part of your daily listen, wherever and however you listen to this program. We greatly appreciate it. All right, Uncle Derek, how to do? Nicely done, nephew. Chase Thomas Podcast, hell yeah.